The Public News Service Daily Newscast, June the 6th, 2022. I'm Mike Clifford. The weekend saw more Americans dying from gun violence as a bustling entertainment district turned into a scene of carnage when multiple shooters opened fire in the South Street area of Philadelphia. That from CNN. At least three people were killed as we filed this newscast, 11 others hit by gunfire Saturday night, according to Philadelphia Police Inspector D.F. Pace. He said as many as five guns were used by the shooters after a possible physical altercation. Then from ABC News, at least three people are dead in 14 shot following a shooting outside a nightclub in Chattanooga, Tennessee overnight, which is the second mass shooting in that city in just last week. Two people died from gunshot wounds. A third died after being hit by a car. That's according to the Chattanooga police chief. In all, the nation endured nine mass shootings just this weekend. More kids in states like Colorado are getting regular preventive health care. More on that from Eric Galatis. The percentage of Colorado children in their first 15 months receiving preventative medical and behavioral health services rose by 23% from 2013 levels and stayed constant during the COVID public health emergency, according to new data released by the Center for Improving Value in Healthcare. But David Keller, a professor of pediatrics at the University of Colorado School of Medicine, says that was not the case for many children aged three and older who missed out on regular screenings. We're seeing an epidemic of children mental health problems. We are seeing lots of kids with anxiety disorder, lots of kids with depression, kids who are suicidal. The focus of visits for kids age three and older is kindergarten readiness, making sure they're developmentally equipped and screening for mental health to ensure children are in the best headspace to succeed. Those visits dropped significantly between 2019 and 2020 at the start of the pandemic. Keller adds school disruptions created even bigger mental health problems for teenagers. I'm Eric Galatis. Groups that promote the responsible deployment of technology are celebrating the Biden administration's new $42.5 billion broadband equity, access, and deployment program because it favors fiber optic technology over broadband communication technologies such as cable, satellite, DSL, and wireless. Gary Bolton with the Fiber Broadband Association says fiber optic connections are faster, more reliable, and can adapt easily to future technological advances. You'll be able to do things like smart grid modernization, public safety, and even advanced services like 5G. So having this near limitless capacity is going to really close the digital divide once and for all. I'm Suzanne Potter. This is PNS. Advocates have launched a new push focused on getting Pennsylvania lawmakers to pass legislation that protects children from lead paint poisoning. The percentage of Pennsylvania kids with high lead levels is among the nation's highest, twice the national average. Part of that is connected to the state's old housing stock, with 70 percent of homes being built before 1978, when consumer use of lead-based paint was banned. Colleen McCauley of the Pennsylvania Lead Free Promise Project says the campaign's main priority is getting funds that will help remove deteriorated lead paint from homes. The tragedy of lead paint poisoning is that it robs kids of their intellect. It can cause irreversible brain damage for kids. We have a solution. It's preventable. We're doing this because we're talking about babies. In the short term, McCauley says the campaign is requesting 40 million American Rescue Plan dollars. I'm Emily Scott. 
Leaders in Minnesota's energy industry say the federal infrastructure law puts the state in a good position to reduce its carbon footprint, but they warn inaction on providing matching funds could stall progress. State lawmakers recently adjourned their session without passing supplemental spending bills, including matching funds to unlock Minnesota's share of federal infrastructure money. The state is poised to get $7 billion over the next several years. But Jamie Fitzke of the Center for Energy and Environment says not matching the federal money adds difficulty to their work. What we're going to end up doing is seeding a lot of that growth, that job opportunity that we have in clean energy and energy efficiency to other states. The federal law provides Minnesota with $568 million to address climate issues with a state match of $20 million in fiscal year 2023. Governor Tim Walz urges lawmakers to finalize agreements and meet in special session. I'm Mike Moen. And finally, Eric Tegetoff tells us conservation groups hope artificial elk feeding grounds near Yellowstone National Park are on their last legs. Six groups have sent recommendations to the Wyoming Game and Fish Department suggesting the agency phase out 22 state-run elk feed grounds by 2028. The groups have raised concerns that the gatherings are a breeding ground for disease, especially chronic wasting disease. Clinton Nagel is president of Gallatin Wildlife Association in Bozeman, which helped craft the recommendations. What happens on the southern part of the greater Yellowstone ecosystem could very well move northward into uh, Montana. In fact, Montana already has some reports of CWD in this state. This is Mike Clifford. Thank you for starting a week with Public News Service. Member and listener supported. Heard on great radio stations, your favorite podcast platform, and find our trust indicators at publicnewsservice.org.